welcome to the Land Cave, where we are living as nerds. You can like and follow us at facebook.com slash the Land Cave, where we go live each and every Thursday evening for our weekly gaming and nerd podcast, as well as other times throughout the week. If you can't watch us live, that's okay. You can watch the VOD over at youtube.com slash the Land Cave, and you can listen to us on each and every podcast service that exists in the entire world. Now on with the show. Welcome to the Land Cave where we're living as nerds. I'm Patrick. I'm solo tonight, as you can uh, probably tell by me stammering, by Owen not uh, interjecting, by no uh, no fun puns uh, going on. But I'm here, still giving you gaming news, nerd news, all that uh, fun stuff. Totally didn't realize, by the way, that uh, next week is apparently uh, apparently uh, the... Uh, uh, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I keep wanting to call uh, Scarlet Witch in the Multiverse of Madness, but I'm excited about it. Um, there have been a, a alleged spoilers that uh, that went around. I've stayed away from those, thankfully, so I don't know other than the trailer spoilers, um, which I've, I won't talk about on here. Owen and I've talked about it a little bit, but um, I realized I did not shave. Either way. Um, hope you're having a great Wednesday. Uh, hope you uh, got to watch Moon Knight. Last week's episode was an interesting, uh, interesting cliffhanger ending. So, um, but we're gonna talk about some gaming stuff, gaming news. That's the wrong one. That's where Owen would have been. Uh, so if you're watching live, a little snafu, but that's fine. Uh, I've been actually uh, jumping in, playing some God of War 2018. Um, it's been on my, on my list cause I played a little bit of it and I was like, I like it. Uh, and then other things happened. Um, objectively great game. I knew it was a great game then, uh, continuing to, to enjoy it, but just dove in a little bit, uh, the other night and I'm, I don't know what, five hours into it now or six hours. I can't remember offhand, but for some reason I forgot how, um, how it kind of opens up in regards to like you know where you're where you're going and being able to like explore and stuff for some reason i i was remembering it being very linear so it's still not you know an open world game or anything but i thought that was cool uh or i forgot about that so it's almost like i'm rediscovering it which is i guess a benefit of only playing a little bit of a game and then forgetting some stuff uh we did what else am i doing oh uh i also um i'm not started my new game plus yet but I've been playing, uh, I've been playing Elden Ring as Wolverine, and uh, if everyone is interested, if it's something that people think uh, that they think was uh, was fun fun to watch, considering uh, doing a playthrough of Elden Ring as Wolverine, dressed up as Wolverine, um, because I thought that'd be that'd be fun. Uh, cosplay as Wolverine, playing Wolverine, playing Elden Ring. Um, but yeah, if you didn't know, you can do this without any mods or anything. If you, if you're not aware, uh, of, um, what I'm referring to, Elden Ring, RPG, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so there are, uh, weapons in the game, uh, that are, uh, what is it? Hook claws? Yeah, hook claws. Um, that they're three, uh, pronged, if you will, uh, claws that look exactly like, 
uh, Wolverine's uh, blades are close enough. Uh, this was me just messing around, by the way, but uh, they look close enough that you can, you know, between that and me taking my character and kind and uh, respecting them to look like uh, Hugh Jackman, uh, which you know, or that, or as close as I could get to it. Uh, also, playing this without uh, armor, uh, without a helmet, without basically, I'm only playing with pants uh, because I couldn't find any armor that looked enough like uh, like Wolverine, and I'm not trying to do like a mod uh, or. or uh, something like that. I'm trying to legitimately play the game, though I could probably do something like this with a mod. But um, yeah, the character generator was close enough to be able to do it. I'm not the only person who's done this, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was kind of funny. So let me know if it's something that you guys would think would be uh, uh, fun to uh, fun to watch. Uh, speaking of, uh, of things that are fun to watch, as I segue to myself, um, we had a trailer announcement uh, for Diablo Immortal. The release date for it and the uh, news that it's coming to PC. Uh, famously, so Diablo Immortal was announced uh, three years ago now um, as a mobile game. Um, so those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Diablo's a PC franchise. Uh, they've been on it has been on consoles or a few games have been on consoles never been very big on consoles due to control schemes and the player base being very PC-centric. So when they announced in 2018, we have a new Diablo game. Uh, it's a mobile game. Um, it was met with uh, many, many uh, uh, groan, and uh, the Q&A is famous for f uh, a few things, one of which, uh, one of them being someone asking, is this a poorly timed April Fool's joke? And another being the famous uh, response, because so many people were um, asking, like, is there any plan for this to be on on PC? Like, is this only mobile? One of the one of the uh, Q and A people asked, and the response <coughs> to the groans was basically, uh, "Do you guys not have phones?" So it's become a, a, a meme. It's become a thing. This is the guy here. I went ahead and grabbed the. Uh, uh, the video for it, but basically saying, hey, is there any chance that this is coming to PC? Is it strictly mobile? Um, and the responses and and everything I've seen, I've, I've forgot the, forgot the guy's name, but this guy's been head of Diablo for a while. If you didn't know, by the way, I'm not purposely like uh, like giving this franchise like flack for some reason. I am specifically. Uh, talking about this because I love Diablo. Um, I love Diablo, and for um, it's it's one of my like favorite franchises. When it comes to like Blizzard, when people talk about Blizzard and like liking their games, I'm old school. I like World of Warcraft, and I like Diablo, and I like Diablo more. I liked Diablo more until World of Warcraft came out, and that's when War Warcraft took over only because of how good it was for as an MMO at the time, which I can't believe that game is is uh, is now seventeen years old. Um, the game was so good at the time. There were other MMOs that were lacking in 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 other ways. Um, EverQuest was the the biggest one at the time. Um, I I know other people played it and enjoyed EverQuest. It I I tried it and it wasn't clicking for me. And I think that it was um, 
World of Warcraft made it uh, more accessible and an easier um, the the UI and everything. Like I don't know, it just seemed it seemed more um, uh, accessible and more of a carrot on a stick. Where games like EverQuest and the Lord of the Rings RPG or MMO was uh, similar to that, where I knew there were things to do, but unless I was going actively to a quest giver it didn't seem like there was anything for me to do um it didn't feel uh alive and somehow world of warcraft felt felt alive at least it did to me maybe it's the bright colors and the the jovial like uh uh characters and stuff but yeah world of warcraft did it for me but diablo has been always a big thing the, the game the number one game that i've been playing on my on my switch since it came out uh, is Diablo 2. Like, I've been playing that game more than anything else. I have been, um, you know, there are other games that, I, that I've played. Slay the Spire maybe second uh, to it in the past, like, uh, year or so, but I've been playing a lot of Diablo 2. It's great, and the fact that that game is still hold, held up, all they did was quality of life updates. It's, it's perfect. Um, so I'm hoping that uh, essentially Diablo, uh, what I was what I was bringing up here and... Uh, stopped on me um the diablo um so with diablo immortal like coming to pc like i think that um i think it's a i think there's a lot of uh, of upsides to it one of the best ones in my opinion though is being able to play it on mobile and play it on pc and like basically take your game on the go with you which is why i love my switch uh, if I can play the game on my PC, whatever's going on, and then take it on the road with me is awesome. And I say that the flexibility is great to, to be able to do that. And I will say that even though the last couple times that I've like traveled, I've not had a big chance to like game while I'm, while I'm traveling. Cause I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm either doing something or I'm completely exhausted. It's nice to be able to do that. I still bring... I bring my Switch with me when I travel. Um, I am probably gonna start bringing my 3DS with me because it's so it's it's small enough. Um, the Vita is another one that uh, that I like to, to bring with me. For some reason, the Vita feels fragile. These the the 3DS seemed like it was gonna um, it wasn't gonna gonna break as easy. And I've got a giant like um, uh, case for my 3DS anyways. So this one that I got like forever, you know, when I got my 3DS XL. Um, which I'm like, okay, this is chunky, but like, again, I feel like I'm not going to break it break anything when I do that. My Vita case, uh, maybe it's because of the Vita case that I chose, but I feel like, um, it's probably still going to be fine. This is like, uh, right. It's got, no, it's some structure, but it's not, it's probably not going to protect it. So I'm not going to drop my Vita, uh, either way. Like, you know, it's not like I'm traveling and throwing my bags around or anything, but, um, yeah, when I travel, I bring my game, bring um, the Switch. Um, I've tried streaming a few times, like through XCloud and some other others. And uh, if you're essentially, if you're on like, <sighs> like if you're in a hotel, like hotel Wi-Fi, airport Wi-Fi, all of that's been trash. So it didn't quite work um, as well as I would have liked. Uh, I'd say if you're staying at someone else's, someone's house where you're actually getting their internet as opposed to like, you know, uh, sharing everyone else's connection. I think you'd probably be fine if you did like an Airbnb. 
that's probably what I should what I should do uh, uh, for traveling. But when I travel for work, that doesn't happen. Um, in uh, in other news, we finally got announcement for Halo Infinite, the co-op campaign, uh, coming in August. So right now, uh, this is this has been something that um, people. I feel like Halo Infinite was launched, and it launched in pieces. Now we got a uh, multiplayer uh, beta that uh, came out, which was great. For I just realized, you know, I'm. I know I should. I should. Uh, I could spend time and get good. Uh, and I say that as someone who, uh, like, I beat Elden Ring. I've, done, you know, beaten all the the Souls games. Uh, but I've beaten all but one Souls game. Um, so I could, uh, you know, get good. But for some reason, like online multiplayer, um, online multiplayer hasn't been as fun for me lately because I feel like I'm. I am uh, I'm dying like three or four times for every like kill that I make. Um, Battlefront, I was actually doing pretty good in uh, in Star Wars, uh, so I was doing better in that. Um, maybe that's because it was Star Wars, but I've liked Halo, um, but not being able to play the campaign, not being able to play like campaign split screen, that sort of thing, um, that is it's just so lacking um the game like i said the game to me it was it was okay at start uh, at the start but they're continuing to to add to it but it's not like and i don't sound like a fanboy here but like elden ring launched and it was great like right off the bat um skyrim had a lot of issues they had to fix them i feel like halo was like a like if they released most of skyrim and then they release the rest of Skyrim the the next year. I feel like that's what's going on with Halo. Uh, not counting DLC. We're not even talking about DLC. This is content that was planned, that was supposed to be part of the initial launch. And other people are, you know, acting like, oh, well, you just wait for this, wait for that. That's what you do for DLC. That's what you're doing for additional content. This is the content that we all expect out of a Halo game. Um, so it's, it's sad to me. And to a lot of other people, I feel like Halo Infinite's going to just kind of fade out, and it's going to be a game that people who play Halo will enjoy, and that's that's cool. Like if that's your thing, that's cool. I feel like so many people who used to play Halo um, and stopped playing probably around ODST, um, and the people that will go back and play like the Master Chief Collection are not digging this and it's hard when you're you're in this uh in this space where gaming moves so quickly the meta moves so quickly when it comes to streamers when it comes to to all of that um i feel like they're going to be playing behind because you can't launch a game and i'm not saying that there was a terrible launch but I'm saying that I don't think it's doing near as well as it could have uh, could have done in regards to player base, in regards to the reception. Um, it's been it's been like oh what I have is good, but I would like to have all the I would like to have all my uh, all my modes in multiplayer. I'd like to have which I think they finished adding. Um, but again, just getting getting released in in pieces. I don't think it's going to have the staying power. Um, I don't know. I don't feel like it's going to have the staying power because I feel like so many people now who are, if you're playing 
uh, online, you're playing hero shooters, you're playing like the next thing, the, the latest thing. Um, I don't think Halo's caught on in that. Actually, I'm curious what the uh, top, what's the uh, uh, concurrent player players Halo Infinite. I'm seeing what like uh, concurrent players. Okay, um, 150,000 players. That's not terrible. Okay, sorry. Hold on. Right now, right now, uh, 8,600 uh, concurrent players. There's gotta be more. There's gotta be more than that. Oh, that's that's through the Steam charts. But yeah, um, it's just it's not dead, but it could be so much bigger, in my opinion. Especially Halo. I feel like that, and with the mediocre reception of the Halo um, uh, TV series, um, it it makes me worried for what's what the future is going to be. Because Master Chief is a big character, and again saying this is someone who played i feel like i'm defending myself a lot here but maybe it's because i'm solo i played through and beat the first three halo games uh actually with my wife uh played through all of those uh odst we played i think like halfway through the game we did not like it um but this is a this is a great franchise great ip that i feel like this could have uh, been like a big um, renaissance for them again, kind of like Elden Ring was for From Software, where they went from sell, you know, from having what was it, three to four to five million uh, copies sold of the game uh, into twelve million in the first month. I mean, it's it's. Um, I feel like Halo Infinite could have done that, and I'm not talking about a negative way against Game Pass on there. I don't think I think Game Pass works to its to. Uh, Halo Infinite's advantage because you you don't have to buy it. If you have Game Pass, you can play this game, and I feel like that's working to Halo Infinite's advantage, but still not quite what it should have been, what it could have been, all that jazz. Uh, running through a little bit more of uh, of the news this week, uh, rumor uh, is that uh, Ubisoft is being uh, is being. Uh, Position for acquisition uh, is the uh, is the rumor is the latest rumor on this. It's going to be a pretty big one if it if they are going to uh, uh, to purchase it. I don't think Ubi's going to hit as much as um, as Activision did. But um, for those of you who don't know, I am really bad at uh, at apparently of doing the valuation. Uh, but yeah, apparently private equity firms are are kind of looking at Ubisoft. Um, if they're doing it, they're probably going to be. Um, it's it's going to be a sizable one. I'm going to, uh, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to be near uh, what Microsoft was with um, uh, with Activision or what they're trying to do. Which still, that is still going on. They are still trying to firm that up. I don't think it's going to be quite that big. Uh, that was um, what was it? 60, 68, 69 million uh, billion. Sorry, not million billion. Um, I would put this around like probably, I don't know, 12, 12 to 15. We'll see how, how good I am in regards to valuation. Um, that's kind of how I'm feeling when it comes to Ubisoft. Um, it's, yeah, I'd say, I'd say 12 or so, uh, but I'm, I may be wrong. Uh, the fact that Star Wars sold for, what was it, $4 billion, and we're now seeing these video game companies sell for so much more uh, is... Um, it's crazy to me as a Star Wars fan because when I saw they they were buying 
when Disney bought Star Wars, I thought, wow, that's that's a lot of money, but it's definitely going to pay off for them. The Activision one, that's going to that's I'm not saying it's a gamble, but that's a steep price to pay for for Activision. So, yeah, I'd say 12 to 15 for Activ- uh, for Ubisoft is my my feeling. We'll see if they get picked up by a private equity firm. Um, if you don't know what that means, that means it's a private uh, uh, company or conglomerate or, or group uh, that essentially acquires companies not to merge them. They're buying the they're buying the company because they think you are valuable, and I want you to succeed and I want you to make me money. So they would say buy uh, Ubisoft, let's say for twelve billion, and then say invest. Um, you know, five, seven uh, additional uh, billion into Ubisoft. The idea being that they would then be even more profitable because they're getting the backing of, um, you know, they're getting, uh, you know, the backing of the the firm themselves because if the firm invests in that case, let's, again, rough numbers, what, $20, $22 billion in total. If they do that and then they can actually get a return uh, in, uh, say, uh, five years again. That's return on investment, right? If your if your ROI in five years is going to be uh, you know around forty, um, maybe it's worth it. Uh, but that's again rough rough numbers, and it would all depend on what's what is Ubi going to uh, going to be releasing in that time. Assassin's Creed Valhalla did amazing. Can you can you follow that up? Because Odyssey and um, Origins were good. They're not bad, but yeah, Valhalla is going to be hard to hard to follow up. Um, Far Cry, I feel like Far Cry Six. Well, I know Far Cry Six didn't do as well in regards to sales. I feel like because it's another Far Cry game, and it's Far Cry is good, but it's another Far Cry game. Um, if you like Far Cry, that's great. And I say that again as someone who loves the Souls games, someone who, uh, you know, people who play say Call of Duty may say the same thing about me, where it's like. Oh, another another uh, you know from software game. Okay, good for you. Cool. Like and that's that's what I mean really on this. Like if you like Far Cry, I am not trying to trash your franchise. I'm just saying that's good for Far Cry. But I don't think that they've. I feel like they they hit the formula on the head with uh, with three, and four and five were great. I think five was 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 great, but it was a little. Little stretched then, um, little too much rinse and repeat in five in comparison to four and three, uh, and I don't know. I need to check out six. I will say that I will need to check out Far Cry Six still, um, so that'll go on my uh, on my list. Um, additional additional news here. I, I talk. I can talk a lot. Additional news here. Uh, so uh, there was a uh, tweet and uh, alleged what what have you. It hasn't been officially announced that I've seen, but PlayStation looks like has, has set up a game preservation team. And this coming out of like I said, some uh, an employee had, had revealed and tweeted out the saying, "Today is my first day as a senior build engineer for PlayStation." Working on one of their initial, sorry, uh, working as one of their initial hires for the newly created preservation team, um, and you know this doesn't have a ton of uh, of uh, backing in here, but one of the the gaps that the PlayStation's had, and that's why I was playing some Parappa the Rapper here, um, is that um, Xbox has done exactly what we as gamers want in regards to gaming preservation. 
going back all the way to the first Xbox and making sure that almost all of the properties and, and titles that they could, they've released and, and, and optimized so many of them so I can play on my Xbox Series X, I can play original Xbox OG game, um, and it works, which means that they're going to make money off those titles further and further and further. Uh, PlayStation may be selling more, selling more consoles right now, but in regards to the, the player base, they're not taking care of their players as much. Now, the new... Uh, PlayStation Plus uh, Premium and all that. The new re revamping is going to come out in June. We'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second. But while that's going to be launching uh, in in June, um, and um, well, it's going to be launching in June, and it allows for some accessibility to some of these titles. It's streaming only, or or it's only part of their program, so you still can't buy them to play outside of it. <coughs> also. It's not a full catalog, as opposed to um, as opposed to Xbox and Microsoft basically saying, "Here's our entire back backwards uh, sorry our our entire catalog or, or 98% of our of our backwards uh, of our catalog of, of it its entirety 98% complete and ready to go and purchasable." Uh, PlayStation hasn't done that. If you ha if you want to play PlayStation Three games, that's the biggest gap. PlayStation 3 games are streaming only. Um, you can't play a PlayStation 3, PlayStation 3 uh, game natively on PS5. You should be able to emulate it. There are people who are emulating these on decent decent computers. Um, it's a question of investment. It's a question of investment and in getting it to work on PS5 and investing actual. Um, resources to develop and uh, and work through uh, these issues and I feel like uh, PlayStation's putting their not putting their resources in that as much until this uh, was announced I think this is not necessarily a canary in the coal mine but it's it's an indicator that PlayStation knows um, that this is a concern uh, excuse me uh, PlayStation knows that this is not just a concern, but it's something that um, that people will uh, jump in and play. Some of the games that have been... Uh, we've had so many games that came out on PS5 that were remasters. So many games that came out on PS4 that were remasters of PlayStation 1 or PlayStation 2 games. Proving that people still want to play the games, they may want some uh, uh, quality of life enhancements, much like I mentioned for Diablo, while that wasn't a... No, actually, nope. That was on uh, Diablo One. Was on PlayStation. It was bad, um, but we want to play these games. They're still good games. It's quality. I love Parappa the Rappa. Um, they're still fun games. Um, and from a preservation uh, perspective, um, you know, people who are my generation want to play these games because they they grew up on them. Um, people who are younger than us may want to go back and explore the other God of War games, right? Actually, that's a... I think they've, they've remastered those and those are available, but there are other games that they may want to dive into and and, uh, and play. Um, NES, SNES, Genesis games, like, people buy those. That is a market of people who can buy, who buy those physical carts. In this case, we're talking about 
games that you could uh, purchase digitally. It's not a, uh, and honestly, Nintendo could be doing this as well with theirs. Nintendo's doing it through their subscription plan as well. Um, I'm hoping this means that play that PlayStation's moving into not not only having a bigger uh, you know catalog, but you know they were talking about like archiving because he said uh, so in 2016, 2000, and 2019, this this specific programmer solely led the preservation efforts for the FIFA franchise. So this person, um, their resume, this is what they this is what they do. This is what they're um, you know. It's important to them. Game preservation is important to them, and it's important to us. Um, what's also important to us is not overworking your your employees. Uh, and uh, Game Freak, uh, who is the developer for the Pokemon games, uh, is transitioning to an optional four day work week. And I think it's I think it's wonderful to allow for that. Um, I think that depending on what you're doing for a company, um, four days. Is probably going to do it. Uh, you can put in quality hours, get great work done for those four days. Um, there is, uh, in regards to some uh, of what, uh, and I say this as someone who works for a large company, um, there are some positions where an individual may need to be accessible for five days, uh, you know, for for the entire work week. And while that's unfortunate, I can understand depending on you know what you do. I can understand how, uh, even though four days would be great, it may not be what that person needs to be able to get the job done. And I say that person because it said optional four day. So what I'm assuming there is what they're what they are getting at there is um, it's they're going to leave it up to either the individual or the department. Um, like I said, the the majority of the the people who are working on this, especially for for game developers, they put in a lot of hours because they're passionate about it. You don't want to overwork your employees. You don't want burnout. Putting in ten or twelve hours a day, six days a week on a passion project is is tough. But when you're doing it because you're under the pressure of crunch, it's exhausting, and I can't condone it. Obviously, so four day work week, optional four day work week, do it. It's awesome, um, and uh, yeah, I hope more companies move into uh, something like that where we can. Uh, understand and respect our workers and say, you know, you got your work done. Um, you're good. Uh, I can't tell you how many times, like, uh, in every um, office job that I've been at where, you know, you let's say you get, uh, you know, Christmas Day, Christmas Eve off, and, you know, those days fall on Thursday, Friday, and it's Wednesday, and you're all just like... Um, are we are we like getting out early and yeah so it's like well so instead of having two days you had two and a half days so what i mean by that is like if you miss if if someone's putting in some quality work four days out of the week as long as they're not needed or they have someone who can back up what they do on that other day and you have an overlap where one person's off friday one person's off monday maybe you get a wednesday wednesday off in the middle of the week was awesome i used to do that because you work a couple days, you get a day off. You work a couple days, you get two days off. Um, I liked it. Uh, some people prefer the three-day. But either way, having that as an option for people who are putting quality work in allows for them to continue putting quality work in uh, at their company and be able to to get better, not only better work out of, a, out of an employee, 
um, because I'm not talking about like you know like like draining an employee of their life force but you get better quality work out of them they're going to perform better if you will however you want to phrase that um, and they're going to be with your company longer if you're taking care of them if you take care of your your employees they stay longer your valuable employees will leave especially if you're not teaching i mean they're going to leave because there's probably a bigger uh they're going to grow there's something big going on out there uh and if you're not treat, taking care of them monetarily and and uh through these types of uh, benefits you're going to lose them especially now people going back into the office uh you know with covid um not being allowed to work from home either in a flexible thing or just completely uh, at home companies who are just saying go right back into the workforce or sorry go back in the office when you did the job remotely for two years mm, flexible schedule flexible hybrid approach i'm all about it let me know in the comments what you think about that what you think about all the other uh news this week have you been playing a, a game that you're really liking that we're not talking about let us know in the comments We'll see you next time.